Hey there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast, where our goal is to equip you with the tools you need to ditch the prayer guilt, grow in your relationship with God, and pray like you and nobody else. Stay tuned for our latest episode after this quick word from our sponsor. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hey there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Jamie Hampton, and today I am really excited to be here with author and speaker, Valerie Ellis. Valerie loves helping families find fun and meaningful ways to pursue faith in God and compassion for others, all while growing closer together. She's a contributor at many different outlets, but we're going to be talking especially about our Everyday Parables blog later on. And in general, today, we're going to be talking about engaging our kids in faith and prayer. So Valerie, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, before we get into talking about what you do and what's on your heart, we like to ask each of our guests, what is your favorite prayer closet? Where do you like to go to feel close to God? It can be crazy and off the wall. It does not have to have walls or a door, but where do you, where do you like to go to pray? I love that question. I've heard you ask it before on the podcast and because it makes me think about, you know, um, where do I like to be close to God? Because I pray, you know, all throughout the day, but I would say my most consistent place might be kneeling by the chair in my living room after the kids go to school, Mm -hmm. just take that kind of first quiet moment. And, um, I also love nature and I feel close to God in nature, but I'm easily distracted. So my prayers in nature are often different than my prayers in my living room. So I think that's okay. I think Mm -hmm. that's, you know, I just come to realize that it's okay to embrace the distractions and go with them Mm -hmm. and and include them in the prayers. But I know what you mean, how it's just kind of, yeah, the, the nature distractions can make things a little bit different. What, so you said you like to kneel. So you physically like to kneel. We've talked about this recently. Um, what does that do for you and your prayer posture? Like, what does that do for your prayers to kneel? Yeah, I, you know, I hadn't kneeled for a long time, but during Lent a couple of years ago, instead of taking away something, I added that practice I just, that. Yeah, and it was really helpful just to know, like, it's not all about me, that God is on the throne. And I just felt like, you no, know, not like kneeling in like, um, like a negative way, but like in a, I'm under his care you know, he is in control. So it just gave me a lot of encouragement. And so I did it again for Lent this year and then just kind of continued it because it was, you know, and I might not do it all the time, but right now it's really meaningful to me. So, um, it's helping me get closer to God, which is what prayer is all about. So I'm enjoying it. Oh, I love that. And just for you, you know, some people think about some of the rituals that we do as, 
it's like, we want to shed those like, well, I don't need that. I don't need liturgy. I don't need ritual. I don't need, I don't have to close my eyes. I don't have to fold my hands or kneel. And that's all very true. But I love what you said is if it brings you closer to God, if it shuts out the distractions of the world, if it does whatever, like then do it. And that's good. And I just, I love that. That's, that's such a good picture. So yeah, that's very good. It's been helpful. Yeah. Well, so talk about what inspired you to put your time and your energy into families and into helping them specifically engage their kids through everyday moments and conversations and books and activities that center around faith. What was the starting point for that? Well, when I became a mom, I really started a journey towards becoming a children's book lover. And that's kind of where the blog started too. Um, I wasn't a big reader as a kid. And sometimes I feel shy, like at children's book conferences, because I can't point to my favorite childhood book. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when I was a teacher, I did love collecting books for my classroom library, but it wasn't until I had kids that I really became hooked on kids lit. And then, like you mentioned, I started writing a children's book and learning more and just fell in love until I felt like I wanted to share these amazing books with others and share how we were using them in our family to grow closer together and to grow closer to God. And so as I gather, gather some other moms and teachers and children's ministers, um, around me to do this with me, we talked about like, how else could we be helpful? How else could we serve families? And we realized we love analogies and helping our kids see God in everyday life. So those are the two things that the, our everyday parables blog is built around children's books and incorporating that into our family discipleship and then helping kids see God in everyday moments. I love that. And you know, it reminds me, did you ever see the movie you've got mail with Tom Hanks yes. and Meg yes. Ryan? That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And it, she's a, you know, for those who haven't watched it, she owns this bookstore that her mother owned. It's called shop around the corner and it's a children's bookstore. And she talks about children's books with this awe and reverence. And she's probably the person that intimidates you at the conferences who knows every children's (laughs) book knows her favorite and why, but she talks about children's books and how the books we read as children become part of us in a way that nothing else does. It's like the things that we take in when our slate is clean Mm -hmm. is so impactful. And actually last night I was trying to get to sleep and I couldn't sleep. And for some reason, this book series that my grandmother gave me, it was a Christian book series um, from the eighties that my grandmother had sent me. She lived in California and I was on the East coast. She had sent me the first few books in this series And it was like about a teenage girl that was, you know, living out her faith. And it was, um, I hadn't thought of it in forever. And, and I'm like trying to get to sleep. And I was like, I need to see if I can get those books for my daughter. (laughs) So (laughs) I, I grabbed my phone and I actually looked and someone had a collection on Etsy. And so I, I actually ordered the series of books so that I can give them to her as a gift at some point in the future. But, um, it's just funny how those I still have memories about this random book series that my grandmother sent me in 1986. So yeah, it's, that is beautiful. I love it. Mm -hmm. And it shaped my faith. Like it was a faith related quote that was running through my head the other day from that book series. And I I just had to find out what it was. So anyway, right. Yes. Because I mean, God wired us to learn through stories. So, Mm -hmm. um, it makes sense that books would be so impactful, especially for kids. Yeah. 
Well, I'm guessing you have in, in writing and probably interacting with women through your writing, um, I'm guessing that you've had some feedback or maybe from your own experience or the group of bloggers that you work with. What do you think is one of the biggest challenges or maybe a couple of them facing parents today in reaching their children? Yes, that is a big question. Um, it's a really good one. You know, something I hear all the time is time. Yeah. It, you know, we're so busy and I mean, maybe we need to be less busy. That's a personal decision. And I'm not the person to help you do that anyway, because <laughs> right. I'm not really good at that. But what mm-hmm. I am about is giving parents fresh ideas for having authentic conversations about faith, even when they're busy. So, and I like to approach that topic with gentleness because when I say having authentic faith conversations and the busyness, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about doing more and more and more, you know, but rather making what is important to you as a woman, your walk with the Lord evident and engaging to your kids. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't require like a lot of show or sometimes not even a lot of prep just requires some intentionality in what you're already doing. Because I think the other challenge, and I hear this too, and I face this a lot as well that comes for parents when we want to reach kids for Christ is guilt or shame over not doing enough. So I definitely don't, I definitely don't want to add to that um, as we're over here trying to be helpful um, because shame doesn't actually motivate us. It actually makes us more likely to stay stuck. And so sometimes when I'm trying to develop a new habit, I try to make sure I use the word could instead of should in my self-talk. So like, Mm -hmm. instead of I should have prayed with them before school, or we should be memorizing scripture, you know, I try to say could. So could I pray with them before school one day this week? I don't know, probably what would it take for that to happen? Okay. I'm going to put a note on my steering wheel and we'll do it, you know, on the way to school. Or sometimes it's, could I memorize a scripture verse with them? Um, it's summer. So we are everywhere right now. <laughs> so maybe not, but I could write it on my calendar to build that into our routine once school starts. So it's just giving yourself that grace and freedom that you would give to a friend and that we know that the Lord gives to us as we're trying to develop these habits. That is so important, Valerie. I feel like just recently I was interviewing a friend about who has a ministry that's totally dedicated to praying for your kids. And mm. She was talking about praying for her family. And I just was sitting here feeling like lower and lower as the, as the, the podcast wore on, as our interview wore on. Cause I was just like, I haven't prayed. I mean, I had this just crushing realization of how long it had been since I really took concentrated time to pray for my family. Mm. And by the end of it, I was feeling defeated. And as soon as I, you know, hit the stop recording and said goodbye to her, I just was like in a slump and I just felt like I am such a fraud and I felt God just gently just being like, just pray. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Just do it. Don't, don't wallow in it. Just do it. Mm. And so I took this time. It was like maybe 10 minutes to prayer walk through my house. And God was giving Mm. me verses to pray over my kids' pillows and my husband's bed, you know, like just. Uh, and and I saw so much movement in that week from those prayers. It just Ooh. was so encouraging. I mean, like two very specific things that I felt led to pray for two members of my family. There was movement there. And mm. so like you're saying, guilt 
can paralyze us. And it's a tool the enemy uses to keep us stuck to like, Mm -hmm. keep us in that, in that muck and that mire. And if we just, I, I really appreciate your, just that simple change from should have to could, you know, I should have done this Mm. and, and flipping it to when can I do this? You know, Mm -hmm. just do it. And, and so that's beautiful. And that's so helpful to me because I love to shame myself. I've got an inner critic. That's very loud. (laughs) And I think we all do. I'm right there. And I love that story of how you put it into practice. I've got goosebumps. It's so important. And what if you had stayed stuck, you know, like in that, um, guilt, you know, you wouldn't have had that wonderful experience. So that's awesome. Well, can you just walk us through what that could look like? So let's just say you're in the car and, and you have this moment of, I should have, wait, no, I could like, what, what could those moments look like? What are some examples of, cause you mentioned how it's not like you have to create this whole new system of communication with your kids. It's just thinking about it more and being intentional about expressing what's already there. Like what mm-hmm. are some practical examples of what that can look like in our day to day? Well, I think it's important what you brought up about, you know, hearing from another mom and that bringing that on. Cause I think it's important to surround ourselves with community. We don't want to stop doing that, but then what happens, right. When we feel that. So like, so an example would be like, if I hear another mom say, Oh, at the end of every day, it's just the best conversations with my kids. Um, I just love to like linger at their bed and, you know, we've had all these rich moments. I mean, this happened to me, like I was in a mom's group and, you know, and I'm like, Oh, like sometimes I'm just like, good night. It's bedtime. You need your sleep and bye. You run <laughs> you know? out before they can say out. anything. To keep right. you like, there. It's like no the black hole, <laughs> right? The black hole is like, we've had enough questions. It's time for bed. Sleepy time. So, um, you know, I just like, Oh no, how many moments have I missed out on, you know, mm-hmm. but instead of being like, Oh, I should have been doing this. It's like, well, one night this week I could, um, linger at their bed. I don't have to do it every night if that's not our thing, or if that's not maybe helpful for them, it depends on their personality too. Or maybe I could, um, write down their questions and we, we bring them up another time. I don't have to do it exactly like the other person did, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I could just remind them how much they mean to me at that time. And so it doesn't always have to look exactly like, but when we feel those feelings cropping up, yeah, changing should to could is really helpful for me. Oh, that's really good with the idea of you hear these things from other moms and it brings on guilt. And then you think I should be just like her. I should Mm -hmm. be doing things like her. I should be. And that doesn't mean that these aren't good ideas that you're getting, but when we try to make ourselves into the image of someone else, we're missing out on how God has created us uniquely. And you might not be that mom that at, that bedtime is the best time for that. Or like you said, your kids might not be the kids that that works best for, but how can I take that idea and incorporate it in a Uh good way, in a positive way to suit our family and not to feel that pressure to reenact someone else's story. I I think that's so important. And I mean, that can take prayer. Prayer can play a part Mm. in that. Just like 
God, how do I do this? What is, this is what I ask myself. Sometimes I'll find myself longing for something because I'm, I don't know. I'm sort of a, I I like to wallow in regret (laughs) and I like to, (laughs) sometimes I feel guilty at the beginning of the summer because I know I'm going to fail at Mm. all the things I want to accomplish during the summer with my family. That's how bad I am. Summer brings on anxiety. I, I hear that. Yeah. So I need to go to God sometimes and say, what do I want? Like, what am I longing for? Because a lot of times what I think I'm longing for is a false picture of some like caricature of what I think is reality or what is good. So I I think sometimes we need to take some time to spend with God and be like, what about that evoked longing in me? What do I really want from what I see this happening in this other family? And and then how can I apply that? And God is creative. Like he can help us come up with ideas. So absolutely. I love that. And yes, in every step, we need to rely on the Lord and on the Holy spirit. And yes, I love that. Like hearing what others are saying and then asking God, what is it that I really want out of this? It's really great. Yeah. Well, what do you, what are some of your favorite ways to connect just in everyday situations or through literature or conversations? How do you, what are some of your favorite examples of how that happens in your family or ways that you've heard other moms do these things? Yeah. I mean, I, I love that we're kind of going at the segue because what we were just talking about making it individual to your family is really important here too. So I think it depends on like the age of your kids and um, their personalities and your personality, but also, you know, if you're a grandmother or an aunt or a friend, um, you know, I hope you'll tune into this too, because we parents, we need our kids to hear God bring being brought into the conversation from more than just us. So I hope that, um, you know, if you're listening and you're like, Oh, I don't have kids at home. This isn't for me. It really is for free. We need you. Uh, we parents need you. So, um, so I would say with little ones, um, I love bringing God into the conversation with affirmations and nature. So like, what I mean is like, um, in fact, we just sent out an email to our list recently with some ideas about this very thing. And so one of the ideas was like, when you're at the mirror, getting ready, or maybe brushing your teeth at night, just take an extra minute and say, I love how God made your eyes. He took such care when he created you. And it can be that simple. Sometimes it doesn't lead to a longer, deeper conversation. I mean, if the child's interested, you could go into like, he made your insights too. And you know how he's the creator, but even if it's just that we're teaching our kids to see God all around them and in the everyday moments. And that's what I love. Um, and then we're laying the groundwork for those future spiritual conversations, which so my kids are getting older it's getting trickier to work those conversations in where they feel more authentic. And so, um, you know, I, in fact, when my son was maybe about eight is when I started feeling like, okay, this is getting, um, harder. And so a lot of times I'll bring in like just my own authentic walk, um, and just start there just say like, when I was praying for you today, I thanked God for the way you show kindness to younger kids, or, you know, I was really in a rush 
trying to meet my deadline. And then I felt God reaching out to me and reminding me, reminding me I am his child. And I felt comfort knowing I was not alone. And so just while you're sharing about your day, you could just talk about that. And our, our kids need us. They want us to be authentic. And sometimes still, it feels awkward for me still to bring up God at certain moments. And so sometimes I'll just own it and be like, you know, sometimes it's awkward for me to bring up God out of the blue, Mm -hmm. but my relationship with God is important to me and you're important to me. So I'm going to bring it up anyway. And then we can all have a good laugh or whatever, because, um, they want us to be real and research shows it too. When parents walk, walk out their faith in authentic, passionate ways, kids are more likely to continue in the faith. So, um, you know, those are just some ways and, and as you do it, you'll get better at it. I mean, not that it will always be easy, but I remember the first time I was reading a book, just a general market book, not a Christian book, but I, I saw like a connection to the story of Zacchaeus. Mm -hmm. So, um, the book was the bad seed, which is a very popular book. And my connection was kind of clunky, but I was like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to talk about it anyway, and just see what happens. And my son like was listening, but he also stood up, walked around the room and sat back down. And it was just like, okay, I did it. It was like, we didn't have a groundbreaking moment, but then like the more I looked for ways to bring God into the conversation, the more I practiced doing it. Um, you know, we have had those wonderful conversations. It just doesn't always happen the first time. We just wanted to take a quick break to share about a sponsor of today's episode, Faithful Counseling. Let's face it, life can be hard. It's so important to show up for yourself and your loved ones through all of the struggles life can bring. One way you can do this is by checking in regularly with a Christian therapist. We know not everyone has the time or the money for in-person therapy, but thanks to faithful counseling, Christian therapy can be accessible to anyone. You can speak to your counselor by video, phone, or text. Scheduling is so easy, and financial aid is available. I recently started using Faithful Counseling myself, and I admit I had never been to a therapist, and I was kind of nervous about the process. But I was shocked at how easy it was to get started, how convenient it is to communicate with my counselor, and how easy she is to talk to. We would love for you to find out for yourself how beneficial Christian counseling can be. So our sponsor, Faithful Counseling, is offering you 10% off your first month when you use our special link at faithfulcounseling.com slash praying. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yeah, but I, I think that's so important not to give up after, if it doesn't seem like it's sinking in, I have one kid in particular that just cracks me up. Like he will be, it'll seem like he's not listening. He'll be Mm -hmm. fidgeting. He'll be messing around with stuff. 
nothing, you know, or, and, Mm -hmm. and and then all of a sudden, like later on, someone says something, he's like, no, actually, you know, like the pastor said this during the sermon. And I'm like, what, how did you even know that? You never know what's getting through, you Mm -hmm. know, it may look like it doesn't matter at all to them. And then they'll come back and just remind you of something you said, or I know in my own experience, you know, there were some mentors in my life and I was not outwardly walking my life in a way that would really say that I was hearing what they were saying, but they were hugely influential in my heart Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. in what happened years later. So, and I even wrote them a letter because I thought they had no idea. I'm sure that they had any impact or that their words were going any further than my nose and falling down, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm, that's encouraging to me just for you to just say, take a chance. Don't worry about looking perfect and just keep going and just Mm -hmm. keep doing it. Just keep sharing. But it is hard. That was one of my big questions for you as the parent of a 16 year old, 11 year old and eight year old is how do we begin incorporating these conversations in ways that don't feel forced or awkward as they get older. And, Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, I mean, what you say is just do it and, and don't, don't be afraid to laugh at yourself a little. Sometimes my kids will kind of laugh at me like, okay, you could turn anything into a, a God example or something. And yes. but that's okay if you're that person, because you know what, they're going to grow up and they're going to look back and be like, you know what, my mom could turn anything into a Bible example. And they'll remember those examples, even as they laugh about them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I think, you know, as we're doing this and we're, we're putting ourselves out there, um, just like in our relationships with each other, I mean, yeah. they might not appreciate the vulnerability right now, but mm-hmm. it will come through, you know, as we do it with, um, authenticity and also love and connection toward them. So, you know, like always building, um, that relationship with them and not making it about just like getting in the Bible lesson or whatever, when they know it's based on like your care for them and your authentic walk with God, then yeah, I think they'll look back and be like, um, yeah, mom, she was sometimes like, that's so funny. I forgot to turn my phone on. Do not disturb. And I have, I was going to talk about this later, but since it just went off, I don't know if you could hear it, but, um, I have some prayer pauses set on my phone, um, to have remind me just to take a moment and remember like God is here, you know, God is here right in the middle of whatever I'm doing when this alarm goes off. And so oh, it just I went off. That. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is so cool. So I, yeah. Talk about those. How often do you set them and what do you do when they go off? What is that? So I have them set twice a day. I just picked a random time. And actually I picked times while the kids were at school, Mm -hmm. um, just for my own self. Like this wasn't something I was necessarily planning to turn into a teachable moment, Mm -hmm. but then like on the weekends and things when they, um, are home and they go off, I'm like, Oh guys, that's my prayer pause. Like you can join me or whatever, you know, but, um, I'll just usually pause and sometimes, um, just say like, Lord, thank you that you're here. Or if there's something going on that I'm seeking wisdom about or something I'm preparing to do, then maybe I'll stop and pray a longer prayer. Like, Oh, I'm so glad that this reminded me that I can seek the Lord on this. I'm not on my own. So that's kind of how I use it just as a reminder that God is there. He's already there 
with me, but sometimes I don't remember to seek him. That is great. That's such a good idea. Just the, for them to catch you in your relationship with God, because sometimes I find like that I try to not hide it from them, but you know, have time with God or journaling or Bible reading or prayer when they're not busy and around, you know, I'll go off into my, you know, into my room or I'll sit in a chair while they're doing something else. But it's, I, I forget that they don't have all of what I have in my head. Like, I don't know how to explain that, but you know, when my oldest was maybe six or seven, I just remember having a conversation with him about something in the Bible and about God. And I don't remember what it was, but I remember this like realization. Oh my goodness. Like I, I didn't know that he didn't just have what I had, you know, Mm -hmm. he doesn't have my relationship with God. He doesn't have my experiences. He doesn't have my knowledge of the Bible. And these are all things. And I mean, that should be like a dumb moment for most people, but for me, I just, he was so much, and maybe he was younger than that, but you know, your kids are so much a part of you that there are times when you forget to just let them in on your relationship with God and you assume that they know it or understand it and they don't. And so, yeah, just, I like that reminder idea because, you know, not to intentionally set it up just to, you know, have a moment where you're, you know, in, you're going to make a a big production out of it, but for them to just catch you in those moments is okay. And to include them. I love that you said, do you want to stop and do it with me? And Mm -hmm. that's just so neat. I I think that's great and powerful. It's been a blessing. And I, I loved the way you said that because, and I think it changes at different stages, right? When our kids are babies, um, it's much different than when they're eight or 16, but sometimes, you know, we, or I can only speak for myself, I guess, forget like to change with those stages. Like, okay, now this is a time where, um, because if they don't see us walking it out, then all of our faith conversations with them are going to be like, oh, mom and dad, you know, they just want to teach me how to be good. Just want to teach me about God without seeing the passion behind it of how much we love God Mm -hmm. about how much God means to us. So Mm -hmm. it's a, it's been a transition for me too, just as they've gotten older to navigate that. Well, and I don't always have the words and sometimes, you know, just even, you know, explaining things to, at a, at a child's level, all three of my kids asked a lot of questions early on that should be simple, But as we all know, who have spoken to children about spiritual matters, (laughs) Mm -hmm. the very basic questions can be hard to verbalize answers to. And it makes you reexamine your own faith and (laughs) where your faith comes from. And is that really in the Bible or did I just believe that because the Sunday school teacher told me way back in, you know, 1979. Yes, that's so true. Yeah. So I, I really... I love the relationship with children and what that brings, but it's, it is challenging. And it just means that I, I think what you said earlier about community, like I think community and surrounding us ourselves with other women can be, if we go about it in a, in a bad way, in an unhealthy way, it can be damaging. If we compare ourselves against other women in a negative way, and we're always Mm -hmm. using their like Instagram perfect moments as 
a, a judge of whether we're good or not. But at the same time, it could be so beneficial to just be real and be like, look, this is my burden. This is my, my, um, my failure this week in, mm. in this thing. And having other women say, I know, right. I've been there and let's, let's come up with ideas together or, oh, I was there in this phase and this is what I did. Or I don't know, just walking Mm -hmm. it out with other women. You can lift each other up in prayer. You can, um, it's just so beneficial. And that's what I love about your, um, your blog about the everyday parables blog is that it's, it's a group of women sharing your experiences and it's a community right there. So can you tell us a little bit about, that's kind of a nice segue. I didn't plan that, but (laughs) can you tell us about the Everyday Parables blog and how that came to be and what you do over there? Yes. Well, I love what you said about community and I totally agree. And, um, and I love having these other moms blogging with me, um, for that very reason. And we're doing that all the time, sharing ideas and, um, or sometimes just struggles. Um, and so yes, it's our everyday parables.com and we focus on grace filled tips. And then we have easy to use printables and articles with practical ideas for busy families. And kind of, like I said earlier, we, we, um, have a focus around children's books and using like, because most families incorporate reading time into their day. So let's use that as a way to also talk about faith and compassion. And then, um, you know, incorporating the everyday moments. And then the other thing we talk about is, like I said, making sure that we're keeping that good, healthy relationship with our kids so that we have that fertile ground so that all these faith seeds can take root. So that's kind of what we're about. And so we have some, um, like helpful things. Like we have a gratitude journal for kids, um, that has scripture and also, places for kids to reflect on how they're feeling and what they're thankful for just to kind of emphasize, like God cares about our feelings and gratitude's not just for when we're feeling good. Um, and then we also have like the children's book sack builder. If you're into books then, or if you're like, there's never anything good to read, how do I find the good things to read? It has 75 recommendations for kids zero to 12 and they're arranged in five categories. So Um, like faith, compassion, big feelings, all the things we always talk about on the blog, we kind of put books under each category to make it easy for families to find with space for you to write your own ideas. Because I think a really important part of family discipleship is being a student of our children and deciding like, what do they need like in this moment? So as you find ideas elsewhere, you can jot those down in there too. So yeah, that's kind of what we're doing over there. I love that. And you have a free gratitude journal, like you can sign up to get a free gratitude journal for kids, which is great. So yes, if you head over to that, that's our every our everyday parables.com. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so then if you sign up for that, you'll get to be on our email list and we love our our email list, we're always sending out little tips that we don't have time to put on the blog (laughs) because, you know, we're busy moms too. And so they get a little extra love. So, um, we're also on Instagram. So we like to be social over there and, um, not the same as having a community of moms in your living room, but we do like to chat about ideas and um, support each other. So that is wonderful. I love it. Well, where can, um, you're talking about Instagram a little bit and we gave the everyday parables link. So where can listeners, well, first, before we get there, 
you're working on a book. I want to hear about that. Okay. So, um, I can't say too much about it yet, but it is a children's book, um, for Christian families. And, um, so hopefully we'll have more information to put out soon, maybe by the time this airs, but we'll see. Um, but it's something that I've been really passionate about. It's fun. It's all about using what kids already love to engage them in faith. So I'm really excited about it. Me too. Well, we'll, we'll stay posted and, um, and we'll have you back on when it's published so you can let everybody know where to get it. Great. <laughs> excited, excited. I would to love see. that. Well, where can listeners find you online and on social media and all the places? Yeah. So our everyday parables.com, um, is where you can sign up for the freebies and, um, just get some encouragement in your inbox and find our articles. And then on Instagram, we're at our everyday parables. You can also find me at I am Valerie Ellis on Instagram or Valerie Ellis.com. If you want to have me come out and speak or something. And then, um, we're also on Pinterest. So not a lot of people talk about Pinterest. It's not really social media, but we have some good ideas over there too. And that's at OE parables because they wouldn't let me have my nice long name. <laughs> so at OE parables. So, okay. I'm getting all that down. So everybody knows I've heard quite a few people talking about Pinterest lately. I know it's been around for a long time, but it's, it's, I think it qualifies as social media. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And, you know, we're kind of new to it, but I've really been enjoying, um, just it's because it's a place where you can really search and find what you need. And it, and I love that because I love to be able to find some quick solutions. So yeah, find us over there. That'd be great. That is great. Well, how can we pray for you? I'll close us out in prayer. Thank you. I mean, wisdom in parenting is always a prayer need for me. And just, Mm -hmm. you know, um, just remembering to, enjoy the everyday moments, um, is something that sometimes I get so focused on the doing the parenting, right. That I'm like, oh yes. And Lord help me like enjoy it too. So I would say Mm -hmm. those jump to mind right away. All right. Well, Valerie, thank you for sharing with us today. And it was just great getting to meet you and talk with you in person, sort of (laughs) in virtual person. This has been such a great conversation. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Let's pray. God, we just thank you so much for Valerie. Thank you for bringing her here and just for this time to stop and and just remember how important the kids are that are in our sphere, whether it's our own children, our neighbors, the kids that we teach, our nephews and nieces, our grandkids, uh, however that looks. Um, We just thank you for that reminder that they don't know what's in us. They don't have that relationship that we have with you. And it's our duty and our responsibility and our privilege and, and just our, um, our calling to share that with the next generation in whatever way that looks. And we just pray right now, God, that you would allow each of us to just have a renewed passion for, sharing in the everyday moments, in the books, in the songs, in, in whatever it is, even if it's not spiritual in the most secular things, um, that you would give us eyes to see 
how we can point to you in those moments to our children that are in our care and in our sphere. We just lift up Valerie and her family to you, God. We pray your protection over them. We just pray that you would bind them together in unity, stronger and stronger as they all grow closer to you um, and grow closer to each other. Lord, we just pray for wisdom as she shares with her own kids in, in, as they are getting older, that you would just continue to give her new eyes to see ways to relate to them in their, in their ever growing stages. Um, and Lord, for this book that you have placed in her care, we just pray that you would help it to come to fruition, that you would open the doors um, for it to get out to wherever it needs to go. And, and that you would just take it and do abundantly more than Valerie could ever ask or imagine or even dream with it. We pray that you would open doors for her voice to go out and for our everyday parables to reach more and more women for your glory and, and just for the, for the glory of your kingdom and just for the benefit of this next generation that you are calling. And we just thank you so much for being with us today, God, and just for um, for giving us the kids in our lives that we can share with. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.